This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. Should you need any medical, psychological, or psychiatric advice, please consult a professional in your area. Thank you. Good day, and welcome back to a piece of yourself. New episode, here we go. A Sunday morning. I'm just starting my day off with a wonderful cup of coffee, something that I uh, enjoy very much. I know I'm not alone in that. In fact, I actually thought I'd bring all the supplies to the table where the microphone is today so I could just... Well, I have a little French press so I could pour my additional cups without having to leave my chair. So you might hear the odd thing through this episode. But, coffee, contemplation, coffee and thoughts taking a moment each day doesn't have to be morning morning can be helpful point is when we first arise which is why it's nice to always try and schedule some time for ourselves to not have to rush rushing happens but if it can be avoided it should be we can be prepared for it But as long as it doesn't produce frustration, that's the biggest thing. One little annoyance, one little thought from the morning, if not properly checked, meaning, oh, okay, I see what you're trying to show me here. You're trying to remind me of something I need to work on within myself. Duly noted. Thank you for the teaching and then moving on. It's not usually what happens, though. Usually the thought gets brought up, gets rethought about. We feel some of the same emotions involved with such a memory, as just one example. And then it snowballs. Or I'm already emotionally delicate, you could say. And I drop a spoon, or I spill a coffee, or I drop a glass and it breaks, or something happens. Then I get pissed off. And then about 50 other things will happen that day. Key catching, pocket catching on things, tripping, almost falling, locking keys in car. I mean, boy, the list can just go on and on. So yesterday evening, I had a very interesting experience within my own mind. So I know I'm not alone with having issues with parents. I think we all, many of us do. Disagreements or holding on to 
certain unfair uh, injustices, uh, that's what our mind tells us, which only leads to suffering for us. As they say, it's not the snake bite that kills you, it's the venom, meaning every single time somebody does something or says something or anything happens to upset you, there's the bite. There's the bite. And yes, there is a wound. But the minute I think about how dare they, they must have known what they were doing, the minute I think about it, there's the venom coursing through my veins. And the more I think about it, the more upset I get, the more it intrudes on my health and my well-being, especially mentally, and the more suffering ensues. I care deeply for you listening to this right now. You're a human being. The mere fact that you're listening to this, something titled a piece of yourself in order to try to understand something is a great start. It means that you at least know enough that, that things could change. That it's not as it should be mentally. So give yourself props for that. At least you're aware. And yes, the process can be short, but more often than that, it's it's longer than we want it to be living in a world of impatience and uh, convenience and now, now, now. But if we're committed and we work on it every day, you will get further than you could even think possible. Why it doesn't work out like that is because we do it one day, we have an epiphany, we make a realization, tomorrow we get right back on old school track. We forget, we don't apply it to our life. Then we find ourselves continuously falling in the same hole, not patching that hole so that we don't fall in it anymore. So my father calls me last night. Him and his wife, not my mother, stepmother, him and his wife went to uh, rented a cottage this weekend. And so first I got to set the stage here before I tell this little story, but, and again, this is purely observational. My father works hard. I'll never deny him that. Mentally, however, I inherited impatience from him, which I still work on, but he is not a deep thinker. And I'm not judging him for that. I'm simply stating that he isn't. He goes to work. He focuses on his job. Unfortunately, he does focus on injustices in his life, how he's treated by managers or even other family members. He has high expectations at times. And unfortunately, as you may know, expectations lead to disappointment. And that doesn't mean that we can't have good things. It means almost every time we try to tell our brain this is how it's going down, it's not going to go down that way. 
we very likely will still achieve our objective but small things will change on the way so it's good to have like a I don't even know if having a ballpark idea of what you want to do is too much having a goal is good just as one example but the minute we start putting too much detail in it it's going to get all messed up so my father strong working man always supported his loved ones has earned my love and my respect but his shortcomings as far as human beings go is that he feels unfairly treated a lot of the time as we all are and that doesn't go away oh sorry putting some sugar in the cup for the coffee it doesn't go away if we get frustrated at work and we allow ourselves to be frustrated at work by things that are part of our job no matter what then every day we go into work we're going to get pissed off because those very things that we hate will always be there so what are the options then well i feel i strongly feel like one option is yes i mean you can seek different career paths we ought to at least find out what we're passionate about and try to pursue that in life at some point or another but there's also many good things to come from work and if i know what my job entails and i accept it then in theory things shouldn't ever really frustrate me because i already know what my job is but as i said in the previous episode the minute the minute i allow that coworker to go but don't you just hate that but isn't it just unfair and i let that in even in religion they would say like that's satan that's that's the negativity in the world it doesn't mean it's not needed i'm just simply trying to state like yin yang that's the darkness is it's not fair when life is a gift everything is fair you're here you're living you're breathing it doesn't matter if you're surviving you have everything to be grateful for but when we don't have enough of anything it doesn't feel fair we feel hurt when we've had things and they get taken away from us that's a big one we really get hurt i have gotten sidetracked here sorry so my father calls me last night he had booked his little cottage friday go there friday morning come home monday well didn't we get a huge storm yesterday and all the power got shut off and trees got blown down and uh his little mini vacation was cut short surprisingly enough i get a call from him which is unlikely after all that like at that at the time he called me it was almost nine o'clock i guess it was from eight o'clock till almost nine just an unusual time for him to call me however i answer it and uh now he had been drinking and sometimes when we drink uh, we allow our egotistical mind to come through in truer colors than they have in the past meaning things aren't fair well i that could be what i say it depends how alcohol affects the individual 
but he was calling to more or less complain. I mean, why to me? Couldn't really tell you, but I have been visiting him weekly at work just for a few minutes to catch up, talk, socialize. So what I was being reminded of was old me, I guess mentally, would have been like, oh, what do you want? Why are you calling me? I'm just trying to relax. I feel annoyed. But my mind said, well, now, he knows he can call you. You've reestablished a relationship with your father. Regardless of what he's talking about, he feels comfortable calling you. Be grateful for that. And so he's like, oh, really sucks. It was cut short, you know, and um, his wife had posted some pictures on social media of them going fishing, and I do love fishing. And so I commented a, uh, a little fishing rod with a heart emoji because, honestly, I was happy for them. You know, hey, they're, they're out, they're fishing, they're on the boat, good for them. Well... I could tell through the speech that my father felt uh, some guilt that he didn't invite me. That um, I couldn't partake in the fishing. And it was just such a 180 for me throughout my journey. Because I've spent years feeling unfairly treated or neglected in certain ways. And... I have given myself tons of reasons to hold grudges or be angry and judge people and blame. And here I was, talking to my father, hearing him feel guilty, and perhaps I've established some of that through all the arguments throughout the past, not recently, but just in my lifespan that I've had with him, about him not caring and such. And yet, that didn't matter. It doesn't matter to me now. What I focused on in that conversation was, Dad, I know your weekend got cut short. But at least you got to go. At least you had one night out in that cottage. You got to get in the boat. You um, did some fishing, threw them all back. But... Uh, you got to enjoy some of the weather. You got to see the lake. Be grateful. Yes, it got cut short, but don't focus on what you lost. Focus on what you got. You made memories, even if it was just for one day. He agreed. Told me the rest of his plans for his weekend. I think him and his, his wife are going to go and stay in a hotel and a nearby city and just give themselves something nice totally understandable something else he said to me which I felt in the past that I felt like touching base on here was you know the part that really sucked about my weekend getting cancelled was you know you work so hard you just want to have a nice weekend and then that happens Now, I've thought these things within my life, and I'm sure there might be attempts that my mind will try to take in the future to feel the same way again. 
But something in that moment I realized was, wow, you know, every day is a blessing. Even if you spend eight hours of your day at work, but before work, you got to have some breakfast. At work, you got to talk to people. You shared a few laughs. You could smell the fresh air. You saw the sun. You went home to somebody who was there. Whether they... Okay. That's a nice thing, but you, you went home to a home. You had some dinner. You relaxed. You si- You slipped into a... A bed that you have the privilege of having. Maybe you drove to and from work. What a gift. What I was reminded of was, boy, every day we give ourselves nourishment. We drink water. We get some exercise. At least we ought to. We do things for ourselves each and every day. So sometimes when your mind creates this seen shall we say that here I am just grunting and sweating away all for this one weekend to go to this place and everything I have is riding on this weekend and then look what happened it got cancelled so where do you go from there well it wouldn't be wise for your own sake to feel as though everything was ruined Because that's far from the truth. Now, as somebody who's been single for quite some time, being myself, yesterday, before the storm hit, it was gorgeous. I worked overtime on Friday. I actually had a tattoo appointment that was canceled. And then uh, when I show up to work on Friday, they ended up needing me to stay later. And I had the ability to. And even though my mind didn't want to, because that's not what my brain had established, I'm only going to be here for four or five hours maybe, and then I end up being there for, let's say, eight. It's okay, though. So And, and so yesterday, I uh, went downtown. I love downtown in the city I live. And I had lunch. That was it. I walked around. Oh, and I stopped at the library and I rented a beautiful book. Uh, The book, uh, the Tibetan book on liberation. And in fact, I'm going to share something. Just bear with me for a second. I was not fully prepared. Anyway, so I just wanted to share this one thing that I read in the very cover of this book. It's the Tibetan Book of the Great Liberation. Um, Also, um, most of the book has um, been translated by uh, Carl Jung. And, um, wonderful book. So, Bondage. This is what it says in in the very first page. Bondage and Liberation. Bondage means I'm stuck. Something's holding me here. I mean, I'm allowing it, but it still exists nonetheless. So listen to this. Upon ignorance dependeth karma. 
Now, before getting into karma here, and I'm not going to spend the episode doing this, what is karma? Cause and effect. Yes, there's good karma, but the most karma we think of is bad. Meaning, if I hurt somebody someday, somewhere, maybe even another life, if we're going to go there, I'm going to have to repay that debt. Ignorance. What is that? It means I don't know what I'm doing. It means I'm doing things without having the proper training. It means I'm approaching situations without gauging them properly, which means I'm probably going to make a mistake, thus creating karma. So ignorance depends on karma. Oh, upon ignorance. So karma depends on ignorance, sorry. Because if we were enlightened, if we were all loving, we wouldn't be hurting anybody. We wouldn't be holding grudges. We wouldn't be blaming. We wouldn't be judging Where would the karma come from then? Is there good karma? Or is it called something else? Hmm, something to think about. So upon ignorance depends karma. Upon karma depends consciousness. Because a lot of what I see around me is a result of karma. Things I've done ways I've behaved, whether in this life or a life before this life. Upon consciousness depends name and form. Upon name and form depends the six organs of sense. Upon the six organs of sense depends contact. Upon contact depends sensation. Upon sensation depends desire. Upon desire dependeth attachment. Upon attachment dependeth existence. Upon existence dependeth birth. Upon birth dependeth old age and death, sorrow, lamentation, misery, grief, and despair, thus doth this entire aggregation of misery arise. The minute I'm born, I exist. The minute I exist, I start attaching myself to things and people and emotions. The minute I start attaching myself, I want things to turn out a certain way, which means I have desire. The minute I have desire, how do I know my desires are even being fulfilled by the sensations I feel? What are sensations? How do I even get sensations? Well, I have to be in contact with people, places, and things. How do I know that I have sensation through contact, through all my senses? Through all my senses is how I distinguish what things are, how they exist, what they do. And everything I've just described makes up much of our consciousness. And I found that uh, quite revealing in terms of how everything's connected. One thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. And if we're looking to open our minds, we have to start letting go of some of these things, which which really is not letting go, but 
seeing them for what they really are and seeing how I can still be aware of things without being attached to them. So no matter what today brings you, no matter what you're doing right now, be grateful no matter where you are. If plans get cancelled, go with the flow. Maybe you'd like to go shopping, but you don't have much money. It's okay, you don't have to go shopping. You can still go out for a walk. Get a library card, rent a book. Grow your mind. Add to the knowledge that you possess. Figure out a way of how you could make a cheap supper. Still something to be grateful for. It's good to have goals. But always remember that even if you're not happy where you are right now, if you're not happy right now, if you can't be grateful right now, no matter what, then such desperation might lead you to find yourself in a worse situation than where you started. And the other part of that is if I can't be happy now with what little I have or all that I have, I won't be happy later with other things. And that last reminder before I end this episode, even though it was a little bit all over the place, hopefully something I said resonated with you in some way or reminded you. If you have a vehicle or even the ability to take a bus, you are rich. Did you know that two-thirds of all the vehicles in the world are in North America alone? If you make more than $30,000 a year, you are part of the 1% wealthiest human beings, not in your country, on Earth. It doesn't mean don't strive and don't try to accomplish things. If you want to grow your knowledge and help people and make the world a better place, always push for that. But know that if you have a home, if you're able to eat, I don't care if all you have is a couple packs of ramen noodles, you have food. You're rich. If you even have one person that you could have a conversation with, even if they were a neighbor or a, a, just a person that walks by, you are rich. If you know what gratitude is, if you are even on the path of enlightenment in some form, if you are becoming more mindful, what a gift. You're rich right now. All you or I would like to do is maybe shift some things around, work on our mental perception, and grow our gratitude in small ways. Help others. Not for gain, but understanding that help comes to those who help others. 
Until next time, much gratitude to you. May you find patience when things of frustration knock on your doorstep. May you continue to find strength and have strength to push forward each day. And may you continue to work on seeing what lessons are there for you each and every day and slowly working on taking the necessary steps to enrich your soul. Not with material attachment, but with purpose. Take care and be well. You are alive.